Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 244 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Pete DeMay with Travel Boom. And did you ever wonder how you can get those Zoomers and younger guests to visit your property and give it a try? Well, look no farther. That's exactly what we're covering in today's episode. Now, let's go ahead and get this show started. Now we're back. So this is going to be a big episode, and to have a big episode, that means we need a big cast of Boom Squad members joining us, and that's why we have Alyssa with us today. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I've always assumed that you've been on this podcast like a thousand times, and it come to find out that that's actually not true, is it? I like to keep my expertise private for clients. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's a (laughs) strong strategy. So... But uh, hey, we don't have just you. We have Mr. Publicity and always tooting his own horn, Jeremy Razook. Howdy, y'all. How's it going, man? Anything new going on with you? No, I'm just about to record a podcast. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Which one are you guys recording today? Episode 244 of the Travel Boom Hotel Marketing Podcast. I heard that's a pretty good one. What, what, so, so since you're taking the bull by the horns, what is the topic for today and and if somebody wanted to get ready for, for this podcast, is there anything they should read in advance? Today's topic is attracting your next generation of hotel guests. So looking at Gen, X, Gen Zers, <laughs> <laughs> Gen Zers and millennials. Well, I like to think can... that Gen Xers are, are young. We're, yeah, we're young well, bucks. I guess. Yeah. yeah. We're still fertile, at least. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're hanging in there. <laughs> You know, we're not we're not quite boomers yet. No. So yeah. Yeah. So no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was, with your I was, I was CD gonna make comments. some kind of comment. I was gonna make some comment about you being part of the silent generation since you're so quiet. <laughs> so, but I didn't know yeah. where that was gonna go yet. Jeremy was born in the wrong time. He really was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you guys we're not recording right uh the video right now, but he's actually in black and white. <laughs> he doesn't even have a TV. <clears throat> no. He's not even using a laptop. (laughs) But yeah, so so it's going to be attracting the next generation of hotel guests. And Alyssa wrote a really good article called Attracting Younger Hotel Guests. And we've got a link to that in the show notes. So if you want to follow along, go to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast and just use your your phone, your thumb, your stylus, whatever you're using to click around today and choose episode 244. And that'll have all the links to everything we're talking about, some really great research, and everything you need to find and attract those younger hotel guests. But before we do that, we have some big news that we need to cover. And and I'm sorry, Alyssa, you've been listening to this podcast for a long time. You haven't been on it, but I don't sing the jingle anymore. I realize that I'm grown up and I don't have to do that. But we do have some news that we got to talk about. And I don't know if anybody's paid attention to this yet. At the time we're recording this, it just happened. But on September 13th, MGM, corporate overall all 31 plus casinos that they have was hacked and is victim of a ransomware attack. What's most interesting is the way that that hack attacked. So we've got links to a couple of different articles from Reuters, from Bloomberg, Gizmondo, and several others. But more or less what happened is somebody in this group called 
Scattered Spider, which is a great name for a hacker group. <laughs> I mean, if, if I was naming a hacker group, and, and I would be on Scattered Spider's good side, so kudos to the, the awesome name. <laughs> I would have come up with something way more boring. But, uh, but yeah, so Scattered Spider did it the old-fashioned way. They found a contact on LinkedIn with MGM, and they used that persona and simply called the MGM help desk. And I, they're not releasing any of the details about this. What they said was basically a 10-minute phone call. But by using just old-fashioned persuasion, they were able to get the help desk to grant access to, I guess, someone's systems. From there, then they're able to get in and do the actual intrusion, lock down their whole systems. And right now, this is still happening. So we don't know what the ultimate resolution was other than the same thing happened to Caesars a couple weeks ago. And they ended up paying millions in ransomware to the same group to get their data back. So it is something that it's huge. If, if you wake up one morning and then all of a sudden everything is shut down for a casino, it wasn't just an online experience. It was the casino. It was the gaming floor. It was their player loyalty programs. If it was related to MGM, it was a part of this hacking issue. And just imagine that in the billions of dollars that go through a casino floor, all shut down. I mean, that's an amazing amount of money. And that's a whole bunch of leverage that scattered spider has over their heads <laughs> we have to use say it that way too scattered spider so, i don't know have you guys read anything about this or, or what are some things that hoteliers can do i guess casinos particularly what can they do to stop t this type of issue moving forward it's it's gonna be hard right but there's gotta be some solutions out there well, i think simply you should always have daily backups Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a big one. If if something like that did happen and they were able to patch it and roll out the, you know, a day's worth of data, and they, they may not be able to, right? We don't know any of the details. But if you're an independent hotelier, having something like that will at least be able to cap the problem and, you know, be able to move on. Uh, so training your staff. Hopefully poor Susan behind the help desk didn't get fired. <laughs> oh, Susan. She, she was doing the best she could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. P poor Susan or whomever it was in, in the casino world, they don't have a lot of mercy. And I don't think Susan's working there anymore. So Su Susan, Susan broke the rules. Susan was a monkey. And you have to train your staff not to be monkeys. I, I don't know really there's a way around that without just saying the same rule applies to anybody on the phone that applies to if you got some phishing email. You don't go, if you get an email from Bank of America, that says something weird, you don't click on the email. You go to your browser, you go to Bank of America and see if that corresponding message is on your account. If it's not, then you know that you had a potential, you know, phishing type attack. <clears throat> and I think, you know, kind of going from there, it reminds me of Battlestar Galactica. I mean, I know you guys may not be sci-fi sci nerds, but the whole point of Battlestar Galactica is it was network computers that brought down everything. Pete's showing his boomer knowledge. He shouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> No, 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 not the original 1970s Battlestar Galactica. The, the one from like the mid-early 2000s, which... Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's Gen Y. I don't know what they were called. They're Forgotten <laughs> Generation 2. But, uh, but no, that was the whole point. So the network computers is how 
they got in and the Cylons took down the world. All right. So, so lastly, I would say, and this, this is a good one. I would hire or look to hiring companies that can actually do penetration tests into your systems because that is actually pretty important and it does not necessarily have to be as expensive as you might think, but having a third party come in and say, if you were to hack my system, what would that look like and how would you get in? So I think that's an important part as well. Peter, I think you should be a scattered spider for Halloween. Oh, we should all be scattered spiders, but not go to the same place. Not literally, but yeah, <laughs> I want to be a scattered spider. So, but yeah, so that's the, that's the big news item. So just be aware of it. There's nothing that you can do other than being diligent and understand that every day you have a lot of not your data, you have your guest data and your job is to protect it and be good stewards of that information. So think about that. Make sure your staff is at least aware that this stuff is happening so that they can have their guard up. You know, as, as phone calls are coming in or as emails come in, there's a a million different ways that a, a hacker could get in, but we want to be able to stop them if they were to do so. And that is the news item. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the main topic for today. And again, this is a, a really cool topic. Alyssa, thank you for putting this article together, but we're going to talk a little bit about attracting those younger guests. So if you want those Zoomers to be at your property, this is what you need to do. But I figured before we do that, we kind of need to figure out what these age groups are. And Jeremy, can you tell us a little bit about who we're talking about today? Yeah, so we'll start with, you know, we'll kind of go our way up from oldest, eldest to youngest. Um, so when we're thinking about age groups or defining those generations, uh, baby boomers are the oldest uh, born between 1946, 1964. Uh, Generation X born between 1965 and 1980. Uh, Gen Y, which is commonly known as millennials. Uh, born between 1981 and 1994. And then the youngest generation, which will be main focal point of this podcast with a little millennial sprinkled in, uh, <clears throat> born between 1995 and 2009. The future of travel. The future of travel. Future of the world. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. Oh, there's one more, Jeremy. What about Generation Alpha? Well, that is... Well, go ahead. <laughs> I don't think they're old enough to travel on their own yet. Right. They're th- so <laughs> they they'd be 13. It's a stretch. Would you yeah, let your kids travel alone? <laughs> maybe like the camp, you know? <laughs> so maybe we're talking to hoteliers and camp counselors. This would be a good one to include, include Alpha. <laughs> yeah, and we have a really, cool, a really cool quote from our good friend, uh, Freddie. Um, every, everything you think you know about millennials... Oh God, did I read? Wait, is that a question? Sorry. Why is that a question? Is that supposed to be a question? Everything you think you know about millennials? Concentrate it tenfold yeah. and you get yeah. Gen Z. <laughs> Other generations are a continuum, but the millennial to Gen Z span is a cliff. The next generation is completely detached from many old habits. Uh, that was our friend Fred. Fred L., co-founder and CEO of Hopper. I was going to say Hopper's a pretty popular travel app. I thought this was an interesting quote because Gen Z is the first generation to grow up fully connected and with the internet at all times. Um, Obviously, millennials had a bit of that, but not nearly as much. So looking at it from the perspective that it's completely detached from old habits that other generations have, 
you know, hoteliers have to take that into consideration when they're planning for the future of travel. It's, I mean, it's true. I mean, so my, my two daughters are right there, I guess on the tail end of Gen, uh, Gen Z, because my youngest was born in 2009. So she was almost a, an alpha child, but, uh, <laughs> but no, their whole life has been connected. I mean, they had, you know, Facebook accounts and email accounts, like the day they were born, it was just kind of like, you, you can create that and then you can kind of store stuff in there, you know, for them for the future. So, so yeah, it, it's a different mindset to how you would attract these people. You know, one of the things from the most recent travel study is we asked people how they book their stay and every one of the people who was aged, I think 18 and under booked online. There was not a single person in that data set that booked over the phone. Now you start expanding that to the older and older generation. It was, you know, a certain number of people would pick up the phone and make a phone call after shopping online. But Gen Z, but the Gen Z folks, you better have a mobile first web first experience or they're just not going to give a crap about your property. Yeah, for sure. And even carrying that into millennials, I, I can't tell you a time that I've booked on the phone. The only time I did was years ago, we went to Disney and we actually ended up calling because it was freaking confusing of how to get the like meal plan and stuff like that. <laughs> You're showing that your age time. again, Pete. <laughs> I wanted to color TV and I wanted to make sure it had conditioned air. In a newspaper. Yeah, and, and make sure they had their daily newspaper. <laughs> if the USA Today is not on my front door, I will not stay at your property, sir. Uh, so. But yeah, so Gen Z is clearly different than, you know, back when I was riding my horse to Disney. Uh, there's a lot of things have changed. So I think the first one, we kind of look at what their behavior is differently. You know, first of all, we know that they're starting families later. So, you know, a lot of times in past generations, you had people who got graduated from high school, went to college, got married, had kids and kind of went down that traditional path. And there wasn't a lot of time for that person to go on nice vacations before they started that you know, married with a family lifestyle. Now you do. So that's, that's something interesting there. They're also putting off buying homes a lot later, which is again, another thing that one could open up more disposable income to, you know, to hoteliers to take advantage of. And, And they're kind of getting by with, I think, owning less, but trying to do as much as they can with that, you know, so they're, they're a little bit more scrappy. I think everyone calls the, you know, gen, the millennial generation, like the lazy, you know, useless generation that nobody cares about and, <clears throat> you know, has no value whatsoever. Right. Or no, <laughs> <laughs> but it, anyway, so this generation, I think looks like a lot, like more, a little more scrappy, more like the, the greatest generation type person of where they're just trying to do the best they can and have as much fun and get as much value out of their dollar as they, that's they can. So, and like you said already, it's, it is the first group of people that does not know a world without the internet and expects 24-7 connectivity. I mean, even millennials, I mean, you know, both Jeremy and Alyssa, there was a time where you had to connect to the internet. It wasn't always just there. Or was it? No, it had to have been. No, you have to have no time when... Yeah, I had to ask yeah. to use the internet. You had to ask to use the internet, but did you have to connect to the internet? Ever? Like dial-up, yeah. Oh, so you had dial-up. Wow. That's... <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that you would have I need to go back and look at the age ranges and see where I'm at on the millennial scale. (laughs) Uh, 
but no, this is like the first one that was like, you don't even have to connect to the internet. It's just, it's there. Right. So just booking behaviors have shifted so much and other generations have adopted them. But if you want to just continue to cater to this younger generation for the future, you really have to shift your mindset and be a little bit more creative in meeting them where they are at. Yeah, most, most definitely. And I think you have, you kind of a list here, which I think is, is pretty interesting. And so this, and Alyssa, you might want to jump into this one, but this is what you have from American Express Global Travel Report. Yeah, so I thought this report was pretty comprehensive, but they talked a lot about Gen Z and millennials um, and broke their respondents up by age, which is on topic for this podcast. So in that recent report, they said that 84% of Gen Z and millennial respondents agreed that they would rather take a dream vacation than purchase a new luxury item. So a nice purse, a nice car, whatever it might be, they're way more into experiences than things. Um, and some of the travel trends we're seeing kind of support that, where they want to curate culture ex- cultural experiences, offer authentic cuisine, or be offered authentic fresh cuisine. Um, they want to be outdoors and do outdoor things and uh, have properties and locations offer that to them. And that's kind of where they're gravitating towards. Um, they're also budget friendly. You know, you had mentioned maybe they do have a little bit more disposable income, but I still think that buying a home and putting down roots is still the quote unquote American dream. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's so expensive now that they just can't do it. So they are putting travel first, um, but they don't want to spend a ton. We've seen rates rise and, uh, you know, travel just become exponentially more expensive over the past few years. Um, and we see it firsthand with our clients daily. Um, so I think, you know, a point to being more budget friendly, Pete, you had talked about creating a loyalty program for the, for your hotel, um, which is another topic that we saw a lot of in the travel trend study. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, very important because and you, we mentioned earlier that Gen Z is all about doing more with what they have. You know, so if they have a certain amount of money, they're not going to go wasting it on a frivolous vacation. It's going to be a vacation that has deep meaning to them, and they're going to try to get as much for for the dollars that they have. And the nice thing about loyalty programs, which we've talked about in the past, is the most, I guess, uh, the part of loyalty programs that were most enticing to travelers were those instant gratification type benefits. They wanted to know that if they're a member of the loyalty program, they would A, get the very best deal on the booking that they're making. They're going to get exclusive perks at the property and they're going to have a, an immediate benefit to their stay. Obviously earning points is great. That was something that ranked much more highly for older generations compared to younger generations that are like, I may only be staying at a property one time. I'm happy to be a loyalty member, but I want to have all my benefits right now. So that's great news for any hotelier, who's trying to find these new guests. And the good news is, in most cases, these are all new guests. These, this, this is not your guest history. You have to build these people from scratch. Yeah, so some other Gen Z travel trends that we're seeing, you know, these travelers want quality Wi-Fi. They might be working remotely from your property. And if, you know, you've got low quality Wi-Fi on site, they're going to be frustrated. Um, and that's inclusive of other technological offerings, streaming services. 
I haven't been to a property where there hasn't been a streaming service on a TV recently. Um, offer it to them for free. What what can that really cost you without making them log into their own account from, from your hotel room? Um, and accommodating the wellness traveler. So we have this post-pandemic world and there's a greater focus on health. You know, this has been a trend for years, but I think it's only expected to grow and has a permanent place in the hospitality industry. So whether you have a spa on site or if you don't have the ability to offer that, have someone locally come in and offer massages in room, create a meditation room. Uh, even if it's, you know, as simple as improving your on-site fitness facility so that people can maintain their routines, you are catering to that audience um, with what you have. Um, and along the lines of that, supporting sustainable business practices. You know, this one's a tough one, and I'm guilty of this. Um, very wasteful when I travel. Hopefully no one comes after me for saying that, but, <laughs> you know, when things are included, you just kind of fall into that pattern of, well, I need five towels for my one shower a day, and I'm going to leave them on the floor and be dirty because this is the one time that I, you know, get to take a vacation. So um, you're like vindictive <laughs> about putting your towels on the ground. I'm like, I need extra shampoo. I yeah. need more than one free cookie. <laughs> I'll take one bite out of it and come back for more. Yeah, no, just kidding. Totally I'm not that bad. <laughs> but uh, just having places to recycle that are clear, offering, you know, filtered water versus bottled water. Um, there's a program, I think it's called Clean the Earth. I might have mentioned it in the actual article where the hotel can recycle used soap. Um, so there are simpler ways that you can support these these trends without spending mm -hmm. a ton of money. Um, well, it goes to the authenticity. Gen Z is looking for authentic experiences. So if you can do these things and actually get behind them to where you're recycling where you can, you are reducing your water usage, you're reducing your carbon footprint and all these things that you can do that makes the world a better place. Lean into that and tell your guests what they are so that they have some type of affinity toward I'm on vacation, but I'm also doing something good. Yeah. It's almost like that. Uh, you guys probably can't relate to this, but your dad's. So maybe it's almost, I, I think Jeremy definitely can. It's almost like that crunchy when you want to be mom. <laughs> so <laughs> very natural, holistic type mom, organic, uh, when you can be, when you want to be, but you know, no screen time until you're like, oh my God, turn the TV on and sit this kid down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then the last one, uh, which we also found as very important from the travel trends study was good reviews. So, you know, they're looking for hotels with, with good reviews, whether it's on social media or popular platforms like Google or TripAdvisor, you know, Gen, Gen Z is putting more weight into these. Uh, and it's, you know, partially because they've grown up with the internet. They're putting more trust into these platforms and, and more weight uh, when they're booking the stay. So aside from the passive aspect of engaging with reviews that are coming in, I think it's also important that you really are proactively soliciting feedback in reviews, both on your site and, and throughout the web. You know, so if it's, you know, on social media, if it's a post-day survey or whatever it might be, simply asking your guests if they had a great experience 
if they say, yes, I had a great experience, you're like, well, I'm glad. Can you please tell other people? And can you be the leader and the social media influencer, so to say, about our property and tell them with that great experience that you had? And it's okay also to incentivize those people to leave a review. You're not supposed to necessarily incentivize Google reviews or TripAdvisor mm. reviews, but reviews on your property, absolutely, you know, go for it, free drink at the bar, whatever you want it to be, you know, make that happen. And I feel like it's tough too, right? Because I, you know, if someone's angry, they're going to leave a review. If someone's over the moon, they might leave a review. But if you're somewhere in between, you had a good stay, but it wasn't the best vacation you've ever had, um, I wouldn't leave a review. I just, you know it's time consuming. So I think asking really allows the guests to understand, Hey, these are important. We know it takes a few minutes, but leave it on multiple platforms, you know, copy and Mm -hmm. paste your review from Google into TripAdvisor, uh, even soliciting reviews from like a photo contest or, um, a platform like flip to, and then showcasing those real reviews on your website for people to see, uh, can be useful. Yeah, I think it's just about making it as simple as possible. Like you said, it it can be time consuming and you just, even though it might take like five minutes, you don't want to do it. Um, But, you know, you can create links. You know, I know Google has a link generator that goes right to your business listing where someone can leave a review. Um, And I mean, it's just a system that you kind of have to build operationally and in-house to have your staff, you know, ask for those reviews or just, you know, gently nudge uh, a guest to leave a review and have signage or, um, you know, post day emails and things like that, that are just, you're just gently nudging someone to leave the review that, you know, and obviously like you said, Alyssa, you know, it shows that those are important to you um, and to the, to your property. For sure. And having a dedicated employee, or even if you have to hire an agency to monitor the reviews that come in, um, that's going to be critical for success because, you know, Pete, you mentioned responding to negative reviews, but responding to positive reviews makes people feel appreciated. I might not read people's positive reviews. I, I typically filter to the bad ones and my husband says I'm crazy, but <laughs> I feel like that's a, a common thing for people. I want to see the bad, not the good. Like your, your website has already showed me and your social media has already showed me a highlight reel. So I want to see what people are saying. That's, opposite of that and Mm -hmm. if I can tolerate the worst of it uh if I choose to book there um but yeah this this younger audience not only wants a well-reviewed hotel they also want to see that authenticity in the follow-up and I think that's huge because we just booked a an Airbnb and it wasn't the deciding factor between the ones that we were looking at but one of them the the owner responded to almost every piece of feedback. Someone will say, oh, one of the beach chairs was rusty and broken. It was responded, glad you had a wonderful visit. Sorry about that beach chair. Just so you know, after we read this, we went in there and replaced that beach chair. So you start getting the idea like, okay, this innkeeper really does care about the guest. And even if I have a problem or even if I read a negative review, it's going to be addressed the moment they find out about it, which is huge. For sure. And hotels, you know, it is time consuming again, but having a dedicated person to manage that, especially in season, if you are a, a seasonal hotel, is is going to be critical to success. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I had a few hotels that I had called out 
in my article that I thought were pretty cool. These hotel brands are forging a path and kind of catering to Gen Z um, and some millennials, uh, but mostly Gen Z, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, One of them was Moxie by Marriott, which is a new brand. And they appear to be building a ton more locations and it is a global brand. Um, It's a more affordable brand that really focuses on just the essentials. And they, they, they literally say this in their brand overview, guests can save on space and splurge on experiences, um, which is totally Gen Z. (laughs) And they uphold the mantra from the get go with check in at the bar instead of a typical hotel desk, which I thought was pretty cool. Greet me with a drink and I will definitely leave you a good review. Another one was Canopy by Hilton, which targets the lifestyle-minded consumer. Um, So I listed this one. I think it's a pretty basic brand, but I did list it because I thought it offered something cool that independent hoteliers could also take advantage of. They offer you complimentary canopy bikes to explore whatever location you're visiting in. And I think their shtick is that they are in some pretty cool locations. So, I mean, even if you're not in a a cool location, having something like that, that guests can take advantage of, that's more than just, oh, we have a fitness room, um, is going to kind of cater to that experiential need. Um, Another one was, and this was the last one I had, was Tempo, also by Hilton. So Hilton's really getting out there. (laughs) Um, Every Tempo location offers well-being amenities. So we kind of already talked about wellness travel being a major trend that Gen Z is is hopping on board with. Um, So they offer modern fitness facilities and also flexible meeting and working spaces. So again, that post-pandemic remote working, if you don't have kids, you can kind of just fly by the seat of your pants, go travel and work from your hotel. Um, You know, even if you do have kids and you want to get out and work from your hotel, having that, you know, that's something that independent hotels can easily offer, offer guests. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think if if you look at these, major brands and how they're seeing the importance of changing their product set. It's, it's great from an independent hotelier's perspective because they've done a ton of testing, a ton of research to find out what they think is going to resonate. <clears throat> and yes, it's going to be a lot of the things that are things like, you know, the experiential side of it, but also from just a, a property improvement plan perspective, we don't necessarily need a giant desk, you know, give me the smart TV a ton of chargers and you know smart features in my room, but don't give me the old fashioned. I need a big desk. I need a work area because a lot of times that's not how a Gen Z traveler is going to necessarily travel. Or you know, a understand printer. That be, <laughs> yeah, we don't need access to a printer or a business center. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to print out my documents in the coupons that I find for my USA Today? My boarding pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's so funny. When I was flying last, there was someone that had a paper ticket. And I was like, that's so weird. Why is it just not on your phone? They had to do some <laughs> serious work to be able to get a printed ticket. It was impressive. For sure. So so I feel like we've covered a whole bunch. I know we're kind of running out of time here. But uh, I think there's two, some couple tips that we can look at in terms of connecting with Gen Z. Uh, they're going to be the future of where where travel goes. Inevitably, it was going to be Gen Z. And then, like I said, another couple of weeks, Gen Alpha is going to be 14 and they're going to start traveling on their own to camp and whatnot. 
<laughs> your sister's going to drive her around in her new car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but the first one I think is, is, is think digitally. You know, make sure while you're building out your marketing plan, it's in 2024 planning now. But first of all, you need to understand that everyone that books your property is going to be booking it online. And they're probably going to be wanting to book it on mobile. If it is not a mobile first experience and mobile fast first experience, they're not booking at your property. You've already lost them. And then beyond that, start looking at those platforms that you as a hotel owner or operator may not ever use and are think are stupid are going to be very <laughs> important for other generations. You know, the greatest generation thought that the things that we did were stupid. And you may think the things that other people are doing are stupid, but TikTok is incredibly important. The engagement rate on TikTok, the the amount of time people spend on it and the interaction is through the roof compared to other platforms. Obviously, Instagram continues to be important. Uh, its partner, Facebook, you know, works together. So if you're using a, a Facebook campaign, that can a lot of times tie over to your Instagram accounts. And then there's other things, you know, Snapchat. There's other non-traditional ad placements from over the air or to... I mean, it's, there's countless ways to attract those people. Yeah, I don't know anyone that has cable anymore. <laughs> I don't, except for the fact that I have a hard time watching football locally now. Hulu. You got to get Hulu. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know what I got? So if you called me a boomer before, we have an antenna. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, it's the best. It, it's, so HD TV over antenna is actually better quality because it's never compressed. So before... <laughs> So I have it hit. It's behind our TV and you go there. It's not on the roof. (laughs) No, it's not on the roof. Yeah. I make my kid go up there and move it around to find (laughs) the right signal. But uh, no, it's it's insanely awesome. It's, it it sits behind the TV. Nobody sees it, but I have HD, all the local channels and that covers 99% of the the TV that I need to watch. (laughs) We probably spend just as much as cable costs and streaming platforms over here. (laughs) If not more, right? So yeah. uh, Anything else that we can do from, an engagement perspective. Yeah, so thinking on site, uh, that same American Express travel trends report that I had mentioned earlier, it actually revealed that forty eight percent of forty eight percent of respondents want to travel somewhere they can show off on social media, <clears throat> which it's kind of vain, but that's where we're at nowadays. So creating areas on site that guests want to share or take photos near, um, you know creating a hashtag and using it, uh, setting up backdrops or modern spots, you know, revamping your bar, making it pretty cool. Or I don't know, uh, excuse me, if you have a bar, having someone create craft cocktails that are visually appealing that they can share on their social media accounts. um, You know, there's a million ways you could spin it so that someone can share your property on social. Uh, that's kind of what they're craving when they travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're creating experiences for themselves, and they're living where they've always been online. They're, you can expect them to want to share those experiences with with their online followers as well. So, I mean, this is insane. There's a lot of great ways to, I think, attract Gen Z and younger travelers in general. So, I think if, if you kind of follow this, I think you'll be in good shape. Uh, Alyssa, the article is awesome. If you go to travelboommarketing.com and go to our blog section, it'll be right there at top titled Attracting Younger Hotel Guests. Yeah, give it a share. I think, you know, there are endless possibilities for that article, but I had to cut it off at some point. 
So if anyone's Gen Z and you want to weigh in, by all means, we want to hear from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Send us a fax and we'd love to hear what you had to say. Uh, print out uh, the email or print out the article, write your questions down, scan it in, and email it. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture of your computer screen. Send yeah. it to your friends. Uh, no, it's going to be like a, an email thread that you pass around if you don't send it to 10 of your friends. So uh, kind of, that kind of wraps up that part, but we had two big news items from the travel boom side. The first one is if you haven't downloaded the 2023 leisure travel trend study, do it. Go ahead and go to travelboommarketing.com slash study, or will be a link in the show notes, but it's 46 pages full of phenomenal data that one helped with this article that we're talking about today, but also talks about the economy, talks about loyalty programs, talks about changing booking trends and the specific things that guests have problems with, we ask them to tell us what those problems were. And then we share that with you and you can download that study for free. And then number two is, and this is the big one. We are going to be in Daytona beach on October 19th for a free one day hotel marketing seminar, completely free, no strings attached, not a sales pitch. It's just an opportunity for us to go out there and continue this education process that we do with the podcast. And if you're interested, go to travelboommarketing.com slash Daytona beach all one word, and sign up. It's limited to 50 participants in the Daytona Beach area or the greater Daytona Beach area. Not only will you be able to spend uh, about a half day, a little over a half day with us, it includes breakfast and lunch and a pretty sweet swag bag as well. And we're actually only having some industry partners join as well that we will be sharing shortly, but it's going to be a great event October 19th at the LPGA International in Daytona Beach. So if you're in that area, Go ahead and check that out. We would love to meet you in person and uh, apologize for making you have to listen to this podcast for so many years. So with that being said, that's all we have. It's about to uh, get better if if me and Jeremy continue to join. It, it will be. I think this is already a more fun <laughs> podcast than I've had in a long time. By yourself? I know, it's sad. It's like you're sitting there in a room talking to yourself. If you could do a video recording of you in two chairs, running back and forth between each chair, answering your own questions, I think that would get us a lot of downloads. So I had my kids make me a puppet that I have on my hand. And I actually talked to them. I was going to say, <laughs> you should have Mr. puppets. Hand, what do you think of hotel marketing? It's <laughs> pretty like, good. Well, it's fine, Mr. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if, if they want to hear more about you, Alyssa... Uh, where were they going? Where can they find you? On LinkedIn at Alyssa Fate. I don't think I changed my name yet. <laughs> That's good. I never know what to call you either because half the stuff is Alyssa Fate and some of it's for so It's knows? a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, Jeremy, if someone wanted to find out more about you and everything that you do on the marketing side, what is it? The LinkedIn at Jeremy Resort. All right. And then same thing for me. You can find me at Pete DeMayo on LinkedIn is really the best bet. You can find us collectively at Travel Boom Marketing or on LinkedIn at LinkedIn slash company slash Travel Boom Marketing. Sign up for the hotel marketing contest, download the study, tell your friends about us, don't send faxes anymore. Uh, I think that's all we got. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Join in next, next week for more tips and tricks. And Travel Boom is out. Um, every, everything you think you know about millennials. Oh God, did I read? Wait, is that a question? Sorry. <laughs>